SAFM Sports Wrap. Good evening to you. Welcome to SAFM Sports Wrap this evening. I am Brad Brown. It's good to have you with us, and thanks to to the MoneyWeb team. They'll be back again for the Friday edition of the show tomorrow at 6 p.m. Coming up on this evening's uh, program, we'll be heading to Pretoria to catch up with Manfred Seidler, who is at the National Track and Field Championships that are taking place day one today. And we've seen records tumbling already. Uh, new national record in the women's 100 meters. Also new national men's junior record being set as well. And uh, we'll find out from Manfred exactly how things are going uh, on day one. That's coming up in a moment. We'll also... One of the big stories today uh, is uh, surrounding Safa, and we'll touch base with Ace Ngobo to get his side of the story. Lots of stories doing the rounds that he's stepping down as candidate for the presidential candidacy for the uh, supposed-to-be upcoming uh, Safa elections, which are scheduled to take place on the 24th of this month. And uh, we'll find out exactly what's happening. Uh, obviously, lots have been reported that he has stepped down. Danny Jordan going to be uh, the only candidate. And we'll find out uh, what is going on uh, within Safa. I know that the NEC are meeting as we speak as well. We did try and contact them, but they were in a meeting uh, as uh, we went on air. And then also we'll hear from the Lions Rugby Union, head of this weekend's uh, Super Rugby Clash uh, in Johannesburg. But let's start with that soccer news. The Safa Elective Congress which is scheduled for the 24th of this month uh, looks like it's going to be postponed following a, an agreement between uh, the two presidential candidates Danny Jordan and Ace uh, Ngobo that was signed in the early hours of this morning. This follows an intervention by FIFA who sent Kasafa and Zimbabwe Football Association President Philip Tiangwa to come and mediate between the two warring factions Ngobo has been challenging the processes followed in preparing for these elections, especially the electoral committee Tiangwa addressed the press conference in Johannesburg earlier this morning. There is an agreement which I can't uh, send to uh, the media. Uh, was signed by both uh, both parties, I must say, um, and and that agreement basically does in itself uh, bring, bring closure to the uh, uh, dispute that is arisen because of the uh, um, 24th uh, March elections. Tinyangwa also confirmed that Ngobo will not be standing for the elections when the process is restarted. His statement when he walked in and uh, we were seated first and conclusive was, I'm not interested in the presidency. So I kept my cool about it because I needed to understand and know, know him better. You understand? This is my first time to meet Essie Ngobo. And throughout the meeting, he sounded to me like the kind of guy I can spend weeks and months with. So then, in conclusion, he said, I, I told the President, when, when President Jordan was seated there, I won't be running for the South of President. And we captured it. It's part of the uh, signed agreement. Meanwhile, Bafana Bafana has climbed one spot in the latest FIFA rankings. They currently sit at 76. They've also moved up one spot in the African rankings to 15th. The eight Europa League matches taking place this evening. The pick of Wutsi's Arsenal take a two-goal lead uh, home to the Emirates for their clash against Milan tonight. 
In uh, cricket news, South African seamer Vernon Philanders said his Twitter account was hacked after an inflammatory message was posted suggesting Australian skipper Steve Smith could have avoided an incident that resulted in Kajisa Robada being suspended. Fast bowler Robada brushed Smith's shoulder after dismissing him in the first innings of the six-wicket victory in the second test in Port Elizabeth and has subsequently been suspended for the remainder of the series. The tweet, which, uh, the tweet which had a video clip of the incident attached said Smith was equally guilty and had milked the incident. In other cricket news, three Sunfoil series matches taking place around the country. Today was day one. And uh, at Bulan Park in Nepal, the Titans were 280 for six at Stumps against the Cape Cobras. The Warriors in control at Buffalo Park against the Knights. The Knights were dismissed for 188 at Stumps. The Warriors 77 for the loss of two. And the Lions up against the Dolphins at the Wanderers. The Lions reached Stumps on 207 for the loss of seven. In Super Rugby News, Franco Mostert will lead the Lions in the absence of Warren Whiteley when they host the Sunwolves on Saturday. Other changes see Dylan Smith and Yaquibi Adriansa get starts in the front row, while Lawrence Erasmus will partner Marvin Ori at lock. Quacha Smith starts number six. Len Massain will pack down at the back of the scrum. In the back line, Harold Foster returns to the midfield, which sees Rowan Janssen van Rensburg move to the wing. While for the Sharks, coach Robert Dupree has made just two changes to their run on 15 for their clash against the Brumbies in Canberra. Thomas de Toy returns to pack down a tight head with John Hubert Mayer shifting to the bench and out on the wing. Kubis van Veek replaces Boo and Corsi. Jean-Luc Dupree has been included on the bench. He will make uh, or should make his first appearance since injuring his ankle in last year's Curry Cup final. Coming up next here on SAFM, we'll chat some athletics. SAFM Sports Wrap. Well, let's head to Pretoria now. It is day one of the South African National Senior Track and Field uh, event. Manfred Seidler is there. Manfred, it's been a pretty fascinating day today. Some great performances in uh, in the sprints, particularly from uh, Karina Horn. Indeed, Brad, it has been. And it's been a long time coming, hasn't it? We've always said that uh, Karina Horn should not only threaten the South African record, that, of course, was 11.06 behind the name of uh, uh, Yvette de Klaak. Since 1990, how long ago? That's 28 years. So it's a long time ago that that record was set. And finally, Karina Horn has bettered it. She equaled it at one stage, and it's now her record, solely her record. She can now boss it and say, hey, this is my record now. And uh, um, so Karina Horn, yeah, um, got that national record. Fantastic Manfred, run. yeah, yeah, fantastic. In 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 the case, well, let's not forget it's at altitude. Uh, I mean, that's a phenomenal, phenomenal performance at altitude. It is at altitude, but of course, we always say the sprinters do tend to uh, uh, have an advantage at altitude. The rarefied air means they go faster. They're not worried about the oxygen depth like you and I when we go out for a, a 10k plod. Never mind a 42k run. But uh, yeah, so it, it certainly did aid her. Uh, make no mistake. Um, but it's been a long time coming, and I think now that she's got that monkey off her back, we'll see Karina Horn relaxing a lot more in her racing, and she'll certainly be uh, running a lot better, I think, uh, now that she's got the record, and people are not going, when are you going to break the record? When are you going to break the record? It's done. She even went so far as to say, hey, you know, I might even go sub-11 tomorrow night, that being for the finals tomorrow night. So that's brave, because Karina has never gone out and put her head on the block and said, I'm going to break the record. So it's a definite change here in, in, in attitude, and, and who knows, if conditions are right, you know, hopefully she comes closer. I don't know if she'll be able to pull off a, a sub-11 on her own. I think she does need a bit of competition around her to be able to do that. 
But hey, maybe she surprises all of us and, and in fact does it. I mean, you make a very important point there too, man. For the, no international uh, sprinters. It's not like she was in a very stacked field and they dragged her along. She did that on her own. Correct, absolutely, and, and, and completely bossed that race. But Karina does that. When, when there's no pressure on her, she does tend to run really well. We've seen this before. Last year at the SA Championships, she was cruising in the heats, smashed the semifinals. We all go, ah, there's the title gone. And guess what? She, she, she tightened up, and she lost to Alyssa Conley in the 100-meter final, and then also lost the 200-meter final. So, it, you know... It, it, it's, not a, it's not a foregone conclusion that she will win tomorrow. Um, it, maybe the demons start coming back and, and she tenses up again. And that's always been Karina's problem. We did have a chance to speak to her coach after the race. And, and we asked him that question. And he was saying that it's been a problem that they've been working on for a long time. And, and hopefully they've now sorted that, that out where she tenses in the last 40 meters. So, yeah, look, I mean, it's exciting. It's, it's, really, it's been a long time coming. And, and, you know, kudos to her. And let's hope that now that the monkey is off the back, she's able able to just run freely because that's what it's all about you run freely you run well yeah absolutely men's 100 meter heats today as well and uh junior records we, we just uh, the, the, the sprinters that we're producing uh phenomenal it is and it it's actually it, it's, it's amazing we keep talking about it and we get really excited about it but what is concerning is the fact that what is happening in the rest of the sport yeah, so there's again this element of pocket of excellence but let's not take anything away from this kid tundled lodlo I mean, he was in the heats. He was like, ooh, 10 one, five. That is good. That's the second fastest time by a junior. And then he goes in the semifinals. He goes, goes and runs 10 one, one. And for some reason, every single journalist that was sitting here in the stands was like going, ah, he missed the record by one hundredth of a second. Because we all thought it was 10-10. It wasn't. It was 10-1-2. So he actually broke the record by one hundredth of a second. And really a fantastic run. He's still got the finals to come. There's no pressure on him. Who knows? Maybe he can go under 10-10. And and wouldn't that be something special? But, uh, yeah, sprinting is alive and well in this country. And it's really good to see that we're not relying only on the likes of an Akani or a Wade or in an Asa. And of course, with Akani pulling up uh, at, in the, or not starting the semi-finals uh, because he was worried about a hamstring uh, niggle um, and the physio said he w- the physio couldn't release it uh, before the semi-finals. They pulled out of the semi-finals as a, as a, as a precursor. That means, uh, or precautionary matter, that means that he's not going to defend his title and I can tell you that, that he won't be happy. Because we all know how much it meant to him last year to win the 100 meters, to claim back that title. We all know about it, and, and now he's not able to defend that title. But there's a Commonwealth Games coming up, and I think, you know, it, cool, cool heads prevail and saying, like, going, that's important, let's focus on the big one. Yeah. So Manfred, unfortunately, we are running out of a bit of time. Uh, I see Dom Scott Erford uh, won the, the 5,000 meters and the, the 10,000 meters for men. Stephen McCorker, I think, uh, looking at my watch, I think it's underway as we speak. It is underway, yes. Dom, Dom Scott Erford winning at a, at a canter, 16.55. Really no competition for her, unfortunately. Stephen McCorker looking really good, 10,000 meters. We've got nine laps to go. And uh, if he wins this, it'll be his eighth 10,000 meter title. Only one person has gone better. That's Kalila Yao with nine national titles in the 10,000 meter. So an exciting race uh, coming up here, Brad. And what a legend of the sport. Sikulili Awa is, haven't heard that name in ages. Manfred Seidler, as always, thank you very much uh, for your time here on SAFM Sports Show. Coming up next, we're going to be chatting some football, uh, and I think uh, we may be in for a bit of uh, an explosive uh, revelation or two. Make sure you stay tuned. I'm Tando Kamane. Nasi Jumanis. Aslam Kota. And you can catch us on SAFM. Bring you all the live cricket crossings. Hashtag SAFC Cricket. SAFM Sports Wrap.
You're listening to SAFM, South Africa's news and information leader. And as you heard on PM Live this afternoon, uh, big things happening overnight. So last night uh, with the SAFA presidential elections. Uh, and some big announcements being made today. A deal being struck uh, between the two candidates, uh, the incumbent Danny Jordan and Andile Ace Ngobo. Uh, in the early hours of this morning, we're joined now by one of the gentlemen involved uh, in that deal. Ace Ngobo, welcome back onto SAFM Sports Trap this evening. Thanks for your time. Thanks for having me. Ace, we chatted towards the end of last week uh, following your letter to uh, Safa basically saying that uh, the presidential elections uh, should be uh, postponed. Uh, obviously, things have moved really, really quickly. Can you give us any details of, of what happened in this meeting uh, last night, early hours of this morning? Let me first correct this misconception that there is a deal that has been struck between myself and Denis Jordan. That is not true. I never held any debate with Denny Jordan. I never held any debate with Safa. I held a debate with FIFA separately. And we looked at the violations. They agreed with us on every single one of the facts that we put on the table. And we therefore agreed that out of all these things, there were nine major items that we tabled. We said uh, six or seven of those would be handled by an electoral committee when the electoral committee is elected. And uh, three of those things must be agreed to by FIFA and given to SAFA to agree to or face being placed under administration. So after that session, the FIFA delegation went uh, to meet with SAFA. I was not part of that meeting. They told them that this is where we are, this is the agreement that we want uh, to, to uh, reach. SAFA accepted uh, those uh, stipulated uh, resolutions, and the only time I spent uh, time together with people from SAFA in the same room, the early hours of this morning, was to formalize uh, those into a written agreement and to append our signatures. So I want this, because this is a very critical point. There's a misconception that has been created out there that I somehow sat down with Dennis Jordan and in a lovey-dovey kind of arrangement agreed on certain things. No, I cannot agree on certain things with someone who has violated the Constitution. I now have a signature of his on a, on a legal document where he has appended his signature in acceptance of having violated SAFA statutes. Ace, I'm, I'm so glad you, you came on tonight to, to chat about this issue because, like you say, there's lots of misconceptions out there. We, we obviously have heard one side of the story, and, and I'm glad we're getting to tell your side of the story. Let's talk about the elections, which are supposed to be happening on the 24th. When we spoke last Friday, you said they have to be postponed. Have they been postponed? I know SAFA in an NEC meeting, an urgent NEC meeting as we speak, uh, no announcement has been made of yet. Uh, in your discussions uh, overnight, are those, are those elections being postponed? Let's again correct uh, the terminology. You can't postpone something that does not exist. There was never going to be a Congress in the first place because you organize and you convoke a Congress according to 
very strict stipulations in the electoral code. Once you don't apply those strict provisions of the electoral code, we can't speak of a Congress, and therefore we can't speak of a postponement. There was never a Congress to start with. So let's not even go there and talk about a postponement or a cancellation because you, you can neither postpone nor cancel something that never existed to start with. One of the, the, the things that have come out this afternoon as well, and, and I'm guessing that it's uh, part of this as well, is, is that you've stepped down as a candidate for the presidency. Is that because there is no actual election taking place? Again, uh, I need to correct that part. You can step down as a candidate when you were in actual fact a candidate. I've made it abundantly clear and consistently throughout my public engagements that I am not a candidate for any position. And therefore, there was nothing to step down from. But I've been consistent in saying I am not interested in being president of SAFA. And I did say that to the FIFA delegation yesterday when they posed a direct question. Are you interested in the SAFA president? I said, no, not interested in being the SAFA president. And, and I was never a candidate. Therefore, the uh, concept of pulling out and uh, no longer standing as if I stood to start with is a, a, a flawed interpretation of what happened. Ace. Where to from here for, for both you and, and for SAFA? SAFA must do the right thing. There are two right things, my brother, and, and your listeners, that must happen there. The first right thing is contained in the agreement that I now hold. Remember, the moment uh, we, we appended our signatures onto that document, my status, the, the, the local standee that I derived from being a nominee, expired. The moment I appended my signature onto that agreement, a new local standee was given birth to in the form of me being a signatory to an official document called an agreement on how things should be done. So when I speak now, I do not speak as a nominee. I speak as a, a, a core signatory of that agreement. And I'm saying the first right thing that must be done by SAFA is to follow what we agreed upon and, and uh, uh, signed to, which is to restart the entire process. Go back to step number one. Step number one is the election of an electoral committee, which must be elected at a general assembly, six months before the elections so that it can handle all the steps relating to the electoral process, inclusive of nominations. As things stand now, another misconception is flying around that, oh, he's now pulled out, Dennis Jordan is the only candidate, therefore he's not contested, he's going to become president. No, there is no nominee. There is no candidate because the process has been nullified by the very same Dennis Jordan by violating the, the, the statutes. So that's the right thing, number one. Right thing, number two, as I have said in the press conference that we held on Tuesday, anybody who is in a leadership position uh, where one of his obligations is to uphold the Constitution, defend and protect it, then becomes the very same person that violates 
uh, that constitution, that person needs to sit alone in a room, close the door, and make the right decision. And the right decision can only be one thing, to resign from that position. And I am still going to continue saying, damn it, you're done. Resign as SAFA president. I now have proof in writing with your signature on it that you violated the SAFA constitution. You agreed with uh, FIFA and myself that you were in violation. You signed that agreement of viola- violating the SAFA side. So it's no longer a matter of allegation. It's no longer a matter of speculation. It's on official record he has signed the document that, oh, yes, I agree, I violated the Constitution. So what must be done? Must we then have the same man leading SAFA? No. Ace, do you think the right thing, according to you, will be done? Is Do, do you think SAFA will, will follow what they need to do, or are we going to keep going down this hole? Well, in terms of the agreement itself, they have no other way. Because FIFA, remember one of the things that I demanded, let let me uh, explain this. One of the things that I demanded of FIFA was for FIFA to immediately apply the provisions of Section G of the Electoral Code. That section obligates FIFA to step in and place a member association under administration when it has violated its statutes or the electoral code. Now, when we reached the point where everyone, including SAFA, was in agreement with me that the statutes and the electoral code had been violated, I then looked FIFA in the eye and said, okay, Section G. The FIFA delegation said to me, yes, we do have an obligation uh, that is arising out of the provisions of Section G of the Electoral Code. However, there are precedents and it has been a culture of FIFA to say first to the member association, now that you have agreed uh, to the facts that you have violated your own constitution, effect a self-corrective process. And if you fail to effect that self-corrective process, we are then going to apply the provisions of Section G. And I threw my arms in the air and accepted that guidance from FIFA to say, at this stage, we can't assume that SAFA is not going to comply with the agreement. We can't jump and apply the provisions of Section G, which places SAFA under administration, unless SAFA goes against this agreement, whereupon FIFA, without being instigated by Ishmael or anybody else, will then jump in and say, Safa, we told you, implement this or else we invoke Section G. So it's no longer our thing. Ace, time frame wise, how long have Safa got, according to the agreement, to to sort this issue out? Well, uh, it takes a 30 days notice to convene a general assembly wherein uh, an electoral committee will have to be elected. But also, let me just throw this uh, uh, light in. Besides the electoral committee uh, clause, there is also something in that agreement that is very, very crucial, which was uh, Article 21.4 of the SAFA statutes which grants voting rights to the outgoing executive committee members. So already anybody that contests against them is on a 41 to nil hiding. 
the former cabal, they have fought one vote already, you are on a 41 uh, nil hiding before you even start doing anything. And yet, it is unconstitutional in football to grant voting rights to an outgoing executive. So I said to them, you have a clause there, 21.4. I told FIFA that this member association of yours has a clause 21.4, and I showed, they, they paged the, the statutes and found 21.4, granting voting rights, the only country to have voting rights for an outgoing executive. And FIFA said, no, 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 this is not constitutional. You must go into a general assembly, amend the constitution, remove that clause, bring back that constitution uh, to us as FIFA so that we can certify it. And only then can you go to an elective congress. Hey, so then just finally, you've mentioned that uh, the president has uh, breached the constitution of SAFA. Is the president the problem, or is it the entire NEC? No, I don't believe it's the entire NEC. You see, there are many great men and women within that NEC. There are many great men and women leading the members of SAFA in the regions and the associate members. The problem there is, is only one man, Denis Jordan. He is the one that is doing everything in his power to re-entrench his uh, politics of patronage within SAFA. He is the only problem. And the day we manage, and, and I'm not saying if we manage, I'm saying the day we manage, because it's going to happen, to kick him out of SAFA house is the day that SAFA will rediscover itself and take football to greater heights. We'll leave it there. Ace Noble, thank you so much for joining us this evening here on SAFM Sport Trap. Uh, we'll be following this story very, very closely, and uh, thanks for giving us your side of the story. Thank you so much. This week, we get soaked in the sacredness of Mahashivaratri in and around Indonesia. Krugan continues with the yoga asanas on yoga for wellness, and Lokeshji expounds further on the Ramayan, a blueprint for daily living. Catch Sadhana the Inward Path every Sunday at 7 a.m. on SABC3. SAFM Sports Wrap. Wow. I think is uh, all I can say to that. Uh, I'd love to hear your thoughts. Uh, you can tweet us at SAFM Radio. Uh, or, oh, to me personally, at Big Brad Brown. We'll be sure to podcast that interview on iono.fm as well. On to some rugby now. Lions coach Swayce de Brain says uh, their loss against the Blues at home last weekend is now water under the bridge, and they knew that they would encounter some hurdles in this year's Super Rugby campaign. At the same time, de Brain says their focus on the upcoming match against the Sunwolves at Emirates Airline Park uh, on Saturday is the only thing they're focusing on. De Brain says changes that they've made to their team are rotational, but it is by no means them underestimating the Sunwolves. De Brain defended his selections by stating that the spine of the team still remains the same that they take into consideration for their match against Argentina uh, in Argentina rather next weekend followed by a clash against the Crusaders back in Johannesburg not really if you look at that we, we're just sticking to our rotation policy that's all we're doing you know the, the most of the, the uh, apart from Warren the spine is still there we still have Malcolm we still have Franco uh, uh, we still have uh, Ross and Elton and we still have boo-boos, so we, we, we stuck to the spine a lot. We are resting a few guys. It's a, it's a very tough trip to the, to the Argentinian guys next week. And, you know, when the guys come back, you've got to recover quickly for the Crusaders. 
So the idea was the Jock van Rooyen and Andries and Kyle to raise those kind of guys. Who's the other one? Uh, we don't So we're resting those guys just with a, with a, you know, all part of the plan here, but definitely not underestimating anyone. You can't do in this competition. Springbok lock Franco Mostert has been handed the captain's armband in the absence of the injured Warren Whiteley and Yaku Krill and De Bruyne believes that Mostert possesses the right leadership qualities needed to lead a team like the Lions. Uh, very easy. Franco, from the five years back we started with him, came from Turkey's, and he's one of those guys, you know, is just net combos for me, so it's very easy. He's uh, very inspirational. He, he runs the lineouts in any case. And uh, yeah, he's in our leadership group. And with Elton's backup as a, a, sp- a springbok number 10, it, it's, it's a really easy in transition. And well deserved. Springbok centre Owen Janser van Rensburg will start on the wing, a position that the brain believes is not foreign to the bulky midfielder and says it's an opportunity to exploit his players' talents in various positions. Very. He played a bit of 14 in England as well. Uh, the try score down the touchline, he was, uh, you know, standing out wide. Not uh, the reason why we're picking him. <laughs> <laughs> but, but uh, yeah, 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 he's uh, fine, you know. I believe the modern game, we, we discussed it this morning. If you're 13, many 13s can play 14. You know, we've got guys who can play 19 and 15. You can play Alton 12 any time. If you're a footballer, you can, you can uh, slot in. So... Uh, we, we wanted to do it earlier, but he was still injured, so it's, it's, it's a great time to give Solvian a rest. He played great rugby up to now and let uh, Drocki run in there. Staying with rugby, Springbok and Bulls scrum half Rudy Page will be joining the Cheetahs on a three-month agreement for the remainder of the Pro 14 competition. The 28-year-old fell out of favour at the Bulls and was a glaring omission from their Super Rugby squad earlier this year with head coach John Mitchell opting for the less experienced Andre Warner and junior Springbok Ambrose Papier as well as Ivan van Sale. Page has undergone a groin operation in January after getting married and was expected to be out of action until the end of February, but there are already rumours uh, that his Five years stay at Loftus Fasfelt was in jeopardy after not making the cut under Mitchell, with speculation suggesting that he would be returning to Johannesburg to join the Lions. Not so, he is heading to Bloemfontein. And that's it for this evening's SAFM Sports Chat. Thank you so much uh, for joining us tonight. That podcast uh, of our interview with uh, Ace Norbo is live on Iono.fm if you'd like to listen to it and uh, get his side of the SAFA presidential story uh, or presidential election story. Please do. I'll be back again tomorrow afternoon on PM Live. We'll have more sport for you tomorrow morning with Janet Witten on AM Live. Thank you very much to my team in Johannesburg. Coming up on the other side of your 7 o'clock news, it is the talk shop from myself, Brad Brown. Cheers.